Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 hello. Kaylin Patterson. Oh. Of the old Patterson clan. Of the old Callan O'Callan. In this program. Oh, I guess I am from Midwest Muscle and P4P Real Talk before I forget anything else. But anyway, in any who, this program, this one, this P4P Muscle <laughs> Real Talk, is sponsored. <laughs> Sponsored, you like how I say that? Sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. Todo el mundo. Yes. <laughs> if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand your little piggly wigglies on in a vehicle <laughs> to drive your goals like one dead or I, Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Or cram. Check us, us out at equalpiusmusculus.com. And now let's chit chat with the banter. How are you doing, Desiree? I am finest. How are you doing, Mr. O'Kay and Emily Patterson? It's. <laughs> it pleases me to hear this. <laughs> well then, let us carry it on us on the if if it's of the if, and we better get down to business because you know our listeners only have so much patience for our folly in the beginning of the show. So, with that being said, big weekend last weekend, lots of stuff going on in the Windy City. Like how I said that, Kalen Patterson, yeah. play on words. And uh, with that being said, I will let. Mr. O'Kellen, bring us up to speed on what was going on this past weekend. The witty, the witty, the witty, I'm thinking about you, that's a Freudian slip with your uh, witty banter that you chatter. Witty. Banterous. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the Windy City Natural, great show this weekend. Um, I didn't think it could come close to what we were talking about with the Kansas City Classic just because of the top-tier names from the of athletes that were there. But, gay, guess what? We did. I mean, it was it was a phenomenal show. Uh, we also had uh, inner-city youth, uh, children up there, the at-risk children in Chicago. We had 20 of the, of the children, and they all had a ball. It was really uh, something to see, you know, when – there's something about a smile in a child's eyes, not just on their face, that makes everything so much better in, in, in what you're doing. And to see all of them feeling the same and, you know, energy, push-ups, uh, jumping jacks, anything that meant fitness and exercise, just being around that many athletes at their best, at their peak, and looking wonderful just changed those kids' identities. They went from scared and sorry and sorrowful and you know some of them have been abused in the past. And just to see them opening up, it was it was just heart wrenching. It was heartbreaking, but it was also heart uplifting. And I, I just enjoyed every part of it. We got a chance to take pictures with the athletes. Uh, Carly posted about 140 some odd pictures of the time we had with them, and they enjoyed each and every moment of it. And then they got to eat the, the cheat meals because <laughs> they didn't even know what that was. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> And just a, just a great weekend, and uh, you know a lot of top tier uh, athletes, uh, Meshack, Oching, uh, Terrell, uh, they came up from the Kansas City Classic and did another week back to back weekend shows. So that was awesome, and and they got to and speak with the kids and you know do some mentoring, and that that was really important and really vital because that was the whole point is just to get them in a better better atmosphere and a better climate and see that there is hope for their lives. And, you know, not everything has to deal with abuse, sorrow, and shame. So it, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I cried like a little girl in the car coming home because, you know, you just it's just so you, – you really just don't get it until you're up in the atmosphere and you're seeing the children light up like they were. And that there were, you know, a lot of children that didn't – and initiate with adults, they just don't trust them. And for them to want me to pick them up and hold them, it just meant so much to me. So that that made my weekend. You know, other 
being than being a fan of the the sport as well, and to get to talk to so many top athletes, that that just that was worth the commute, sitting an hour in traffic and everything else. So I, I really enjoyed it, and I thank God for those opportunities. That. Well, and I mean, and that is just awesome. I mean, it it turned out to be everything that I know that you guys were hoping that it would. And I know when we had first talked about this opportunity and, you know, why all the hubbub about bringing kids to a bodybuilding show and how can, you know, how could that really change any of their lives? And, you know, it's a lot of little things that add up. And for all of the things that you just talked about and for them seeing something positive, being around positive role models, having their attention taken in a direction um, that's outside of their everyday, which might not, you know, be filled with warm and fuzzy things. But, you know, for a little while, they were able to have a glimpse of something beyond where they are today and that they can get excited about and, you know, feel a part of. And I think that's awesome. And, and if it's promoting health and wellness to these kids at a younger age, even in the form of natural bodybuilding, then I'm on about it too. And I know you guys had hoped that this would be a springboard for something, you know, beyond this or to continuing to work with this group of kids and maybe branching out even even bigger. And I, and I think, you know, you guys are in the very preliminary stages of, you know, planning something else as a follow-up yeah. and continuing yes, to are. stay engaged with these kids and keep, you know, promoting, you know, just health and wellness to them. And, you know, as much as they're able to grasp that and incorporate it into their own lives. And it might it might not be much, but it might not be anything until they get older and they're able to start to make some of their own decisions that they'll remember these seeds that you planted and then be able to run with them from there. But, I mean, this show wasn't the end of, um, no. you know, what you started with these youth. So. And I'm not so what so I know this is way early and you guys don't have everything worked out yet, but what are some of the things you're kind of thinking about going forward? Well we have Brian McCabe when uh like I said, when we asked him about uh helping be a part of the show and he said anything and everything you guys need, I'm willing to do it. And believe me, he laid out the red carpet and those kids were spoiled rotten. Um they didn't really care for the the food because it's all healthy, but they did have access to any and everything they wanted. Some of them just didn't care about it. They just were happy to get their stomachs full. So that was a lot of fun watching that. But also he opened up his gym, the high five fitness gym, and that's going to be something in October. It's going to be Halloween themed and uh, the kids that behave, it's always stressing the ones that behave and do correctly. Not, we're not just bringing them out. They have to do, uh, they have to set the goal and reach it, and then if they do that, they'll be allowed to, to keep interacting with us. But they can't be misbehaving and thinking there's going to be some reward behind it. So, you know, there's, there's, it's not just uh, bringing them out of the, the bad situation. They have to behave and, and meet a certain requirement and criteria, just like in reality and in real life. And then if they do that, then they can interact with us further and further along down the road because we, this is something we're going to be doing month to month. And as long as, uh, you know, they're behaving, they'll be, you know, around us and we'll be interacting and doing things for them and with them. All right. Awesome. Well, hats off, and I, you know, send up a lot of prayers and many blessings to you guys on what you're doing. And, you know, you know, as Jesus said, he would have come for even just one, and if you can just help reach and touch even just one, and, you know, plant seeds that have a positive and lasting influence on them in through adulthood, it's all well worth it. So keep it up and keep us posted. Now transitioning, so all of that happened at the Windy City Natural. But now let's talk about what happened at the Windy City Natural. And then we've got a lovely lady on the line with us that's going to tell us about her experience too and just walk us through her journey of where she's been thus far. So kind of set us up in that direction as well, KP. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm want to talk to Kelly and, and get her set in because uh, this will interact a lot with the, the, the Michigan state and what we talk about that. And uh, this gotcha. young lady is, has done a lot in, in, in her, in her time with competition 
and she's been very busy and interactive with comp- competing, and she's learning basically the ins and outs of it. But she's also got quite the story to share with us about, you know, being down in a region that's pretty much NPC-dominated, and that's something that, you know, the Michigan State has had to deal with. And, there's, you know, it's not really a lot of rough edges, but there's not much out there for a natural athlete to, to step on stage when you have so many people that are staying natural when the reality is that that's just not so. But she's found her niche in doing it, and she's found a way to basically make it even better. Um, so we're going to speak with her and get her to – well, Kelly, introduce yourself, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name's Kelly Vopel, and um, I'm really excited to be here and talk about natural bodybuilding. It's been something that's been a part of my life for a very long time. And um, like Kaylin said, I have um, I just counted just so that I would know for this show. I'm actually going to do my 18th competition uh, this coming week. Yeah, so um, I've been doing it for almost 10 years. I actually started doing bikini in 2009 with the NPC when they first started uh, some of their very first competitions with this division in bikini. I um, I always wanted to be in figure and so was looking to eventually compete in figure, uh, but always wanted to do it naturally and make sure that I put on the muscle naturally and um, tried bikini just in the beginning just to see how I liked the stage and competing and uh, obviously fell in love with it. Um, Continue to try to put on the muscle, and I've been putting on muscle, but just not enough to get me up to competing in figure, Uh, at least not yet. (laughs) So um, so I continue (laughs) to compete in bikini, and, um, and I will say, over the 10 years or so that I've been competing, I, I've actually put on about 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. Um, I was always an athlete and always um, very thin, but so thin that I had trouble um, putting on muscle and, and putting on weight. So for me, it was um, you know trying to, to find that right mix um, to naturally put on the muscle. And so I'm, I'm slowly getting there, but it's taken me a lot of time. <laughs> Well, well but you, you know, know what? Ty, that's that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it, and the natural body will respond when it's ready to. So, just glad to hear that, and congratulations on 18 shows. That's quite the career. And so, I guess the question that jumps into my head first is, you know, we we've had a lot of scuttle lately about natural athletes that cross over to the enhanced side, but yet you started. On the in the enhanced realm, if you will, um, in NPC country, and continued to compete natural all of these years. Um, you know what? Uh, what kept you motivated to stick with the natural side of things? I mean, after you know, show after show. I mean, surely the thought must have crossed your mind. Well, if I can just start to do what maybe some of these other athletes are doing, then I will be in figure faster. Or I'll get to where I want to be faster. or I'll start to look more like, you know, the competitors that compete in the NPC. Um, and not all of them are enhanced, and I'm not trying to say that. But for the ones that are and seem to place extremely well um, consistently, I mean, that had to have been kind of tempting. Yeah, I would say um, not only tempting because you, as a competitor, you always want to win, and right, that's um, that you know you you think about that, and even if you want to always be the best you, you think about well, how can I improve and start to look like um, the winning athletes, um, and even some of the coaches that I had in the beginning because I did start um, with the NPC. Uh, I would say you know recommend they don't make you, but they recommend. Um, some other enhancements, I'll say. And um, for me, I'm a little bit of a nerd, to be honest. And so um, before <laughs> before I jump into anything, I do a lot of research. Um, and I always want to know what it is specifically and what it's all about and what the long-term effects would be. Um, and so for me, I knew I wanted to stay natural. And I, there was never really a question for me. Um, after doing my research, and um, it was, I competed with NPC from 2009 to about 2013, and it was 2013 where I got to the national shows. I qualified and ended up getting to the nat- uh, national shows and and placed, uh, I believe it was 12th or 13th, 
which I thought, you know, to get any higher than that, probably to get in the top 10, you know, I might might not be able to do it right now or do it without being enhanced. Um, and like you said, not to say that everyone is, um, they're definitely not, there are some natural competitors there, but um, to stay really competitive, I didn't know if I could. So that's when I switched over to natural, it was 2013. I'm sure that was a great, uh, great option to have. Uh, one thing, um, what you spoke to, and I, I've been witness to it, sadly, when uh, I think the guy, it was a, a 35, 34, 35-year-old competitor who had been competing, and he'd been on the NPC community, and he'd won once or twice on the, at a couple of local shows. And I just remember the, the, the heart-to-heart conversation he had with his trainer, and I'll put that in air quotes, and he said, you know, he was basically just telling him, you know, it's time for you to either get on the enhanced train or get out of competing because you're just not at the age where you're going to be able to sustain, to sustain the muscle to keep on being at a competitive level in the enhanced community. And I was very shocked that he was so open about that. You know, this is right there on the gym floor when he said it, and he was just basically mm-hmm. trying to explain to him in depth just how serious this option was because he would no longer be able to step on stage with the guys with his weight. You know, I, I think they do weight and height, and he was trying to explain to him that, you know, you need at least 30 more pounds of muscle if you want to stay competitive with the guy, current crop of uh, enhanced guys that were coming in. And I was just very blown away by that, you know, because this guy was a lifelong natural, was, and, you know, he had a hard decision to make because he really wanted to win that uh, IFBB mm-hmm. pro card, and at, even to the point of risking his health, but not, uh, yeah, he's risking his health, and he's risking the, his life, and basically the life he shares with his family. So I was just kind of really just taken aback that just how serious that option is given and just how, you know, mm-hmm. uh, irrelevant it, 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 it seems to be to the people who have to make that choice. Uh, what, did you ever see mm-hmm. that, Kelly? Yeah, I I mean, I definitely did, um, you know, even with the, I would say, with females competing, because I think it's, I, I'm not sure for sure that it's more prevalent with males, but I, you know, for me, I was surprised that it was also females, because I thought maybe it was um, just mostly male competitors, but um, I've seen a lot of the, the female athletes um, not only be told by their coaches that they need to um, start enhancements, but pretty much same thing that you said, recommend, you know, if you don't, you pretty much have to stop competing. Um, yes. So it's, it's a shame. It's kind of a shame, right? But there's other options <laughs> that we know about. Yes, <laughs> right? Options. Yes, and that's, and that's the silver lining. And, it, and it, you know, and it, if that's what it takes to be part of that world, then I guess, you know, that's what it takes. But if you don't want to, you don't have to. And that's the beauty of it all. And that's what we're jumping down all over the place over here trying to let people know. Because as many people that listen to us regularly that are involved in natural bodybuilding, that love a natural bodybuilder or the sport in general, there are two to three times that number that still have no idea that it exists, that there is an option, that they do have choices, and that they don't have to crossover if they don't want to. But, you know, it's in hearing that, I mean, this is the first time we've ever really heard, or at least that I've heard, where coaches are coming out point blank saying, you know, if you want to succeed in we'll just say MPC, then you need to jump on the enhancement train because you have so many natural athletes that cross over because, okay, we get it. They're, the publicity opportunities are greater right now than natural, but natural is continue, steadily growing and those opportunities are growing as well. You know, maybe there's more money, there's more glitz and glam and fame, but to think that you can cross over and stay natural and get to where you want to get to is a fallacy. I mean, and you're pretty much just proving that. So any natural who crosses over, I think they probably know in their heart of hearts they're not going to stay natural, and that's a decision that they've made, and that's cool. That's for them. But for all of those that don't want to continue on that route, they do have a choice. Um, Got a question here from Linda, and she's saying, 
Drug addiction is always going to be drug addiction, no matter if it's legal prescription or illegal drug usage. Why is the enhanced version of bodybuilding even okay to do? And <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a great question. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. Um, how about you two? Thoughts on that? Okay. Well, they don't actually test. I would say they don't actually test. So it, it, no one knows who's doing it or what they're doing, really, right? So um, I think, you know, it's, we say and we know there's something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they would they, they would have to prove it, I think, to to really, um, you know, do something about it. But it's an interesting question. Yes, uh, I'll take it from there because I, I've uh, unfortunately been around enough to know, and I'm sorry of, of the knowledge that I have. I thank God for it, but it's just sad that it has to exist in this, in, in any way, shape, way, shape, or form. Uh, one money. Uh, there's a lot of money in drug use. There's a lot of money in these venues and shows and there's athletes that are willing to abuse their bodies in order to get the fame and I'll put that in quotes uh, that they're seeking from childhood. I mean there was a lot of ignorance back in the day but now with the knowledge that we have this option in life isn't really an option of life. It's a death sentence, and people are dying yearly. I mean, there's real, real big names that are basically being swept under the rug simply because it doesn't want to be known to be public. I, I know it's been likened and stated many times that uh, people don't die from steroid abuse. That is a fallacy in itself. I mean, it's, it's the same thing akin to people not dying of AIDS. You don't literally die of AIDS. You die from the side effects of it. Same thing with uh, steroid and growth hormone use. You don't die from that. You die from the side effects of it. So, you know, it's basically something that's being totally ignored. Um, And when it's stressed, they test the natural athletes. They know the ones that are coming through the door because they ask them to come. Um, Sometimes they'll waive fees or something else to get them in the door and let them compete. And then they'll be the one that's drug tested at a quote, unquote, natural NPC show. I don't care if they place 10th or 11th, they're still going to get tested. So these things happen. I mean, they're done every year. I mean, it's pretty much uh, status quo, and that's why I'm not really loud in uh, the NPC events because, you know, it's it's. I, I, I stopped turning a blind eye, I think, back in 2012, and I've been booted out ever since. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> And uh, I don't mind. I don't want to be there anyway. Yes. I, I still do. I still do remember when you got the letter, <laughs> Mr. Caleb yes. Patterson, from the, the NPC stating you are no welcome, <laughs> welcome at any <laughs> NPC sanctioned events. <laughs> I laugh about it now. No. I was pretty. I was pretty aghast at the time, but I. I was like, what? How is that even happening? But it did. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anyway, TBT, and, it's, and it is Thursday, so there you go. There's your hashtag TBT. Um, comment from Jamal says, if you're around drugs long enough, I guess the choice to use gets easier over time. And Jamal, I think that's with any detrimental habit. The more you're around it, yeah, the easier it probably does become and the reasons why you weren't participating in it in the first place those become less and less um, convicting, I think. It can happen. It doesn't always happen, but it can happen. So with all of this being said, so we understand this part of the world exists, but then – oh, go ahead, Kaylin. Well, Jamal's got a good point. And, um, you know, I can't ever go to the steroid or growth hormone or anything in hand, but I can – like I I was listening to our Jenny Chatama. Uh, podcast uh, this this morning on my drive, and when we were talking about the alcoholism that we suffered from, and it was, I mean, I really started thinking that it, you know, I was I was never somebody that was prone to drink because my dad had always warned me about the addictive side we had in our family from it, but I was basically drinking with friends, 
you know, and that, and then it just basically became something that was really destructive. But it was because, you know, I was, it, it, I had just gotten so familiar to it. You know, first it started with just going and buying it and, uh, you know, for friends and then, you know, just seeing, um, you know, empty, uh, almost empty containers and not wanting to waste it. You know, just simple things that should have been avoidable, but somehow or another I just fell into that loop and all of a sudden I was stuck in it. So, I, you know, I get what Jamal is saying, and that's a very valid point. And, and, and it can just be because it becomes normal being around it that you don't give it a second thought where it used to be a moral mm-hmm. uh, red flag or stop sign, it just wasn't there anymore. And then before you knew it, I was caught up in the mix as well. And that's why I make a point to stay away from that kind of lifestyle because I never want to understand it and I never want it to be my norm. Best? Mm-hmm. Oh, well said. Well said. Kelly, anything to add to that? Uh, not too much. I mean, I, I agree. I agree with that point for sure. I think um, it does become your normal. And when that becomes your normal, then, um, you know, unless something happens that makes you realize, you know, you don't really think that there's there's much wrong with it, I guess. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and, you know, we... <laughs> It's funny. I'm I was I'm sitting here saying that we being natural bodybuilding want to be the normal, but we really are the normal. No one starts out enhanced. Everyone starts out natural. Then they make it they make a decision to change that. So we just need to help people understand this normal and keep it normal um going forward. So but with that, so okay. Where I was going earlier, is, okay, so we've talked about this this aspect of the sport. But, Kelly, I mean, I think one of the main reasons why we invited you to be on the show, other than you've been a phenomenal natural competitor for many years, um, still striving, having goals in the sport. And I know our listeners want to hear more about you, so we'll, we'll need to dive more into your background. But also is you're trying to make a dent and or be a light in the middle of NPC territory, by calling more attention and drawing more attention, supporting, promoting natural bodybuilding in Texas, in your area. So kind of tell us, tell us more about that. But I, I know we got to get your background in there. So let's just step back. Let's talk about how you got started in the sport and then just kind of stair step us quickly because we always run out of time through everything that brought you to this point where you are trying to get um, or trying to create more of an elevated platform for natural bodybuilding in your area. Sure. So I'll I'll go a little bit about my background. Um, I was telling Kaylin over over some text messages how I got started into into bodybuilding, and it started when I was very young. I was always an athlete. So um, gosh, I was a swimmer since the age of I think three or four years old on a team. Um, my mother put me on a swim team right away and um, went from there. And so with swim team, we always did some weightlifting. So we called it land and then sea training in the water. Um, so it's always. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so land training involved weightlifting and some running. And, um, and then I also did some field hockey, cheerleading, gymnastics, and uh, a number of other sports. But what really got me in, yeah, what really got me into weightlifting and learning about it and understanding it and seeing the the differences both in my performance and in my physical structure was um, I was also a lifeguard having the the swimming background and um, I lived (laughs) exactly with my red bathing suit. No, I'm just kidding. There you. Um, And uh, was I grew up in a very small town where we only had one um one gym and um the local well I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania. Okay. So I grew exactly. up on the East Coast and um the owner of the gym um said that if I would teach her three children how to swim that she would teach me all about bodybuilding and weightlifting and it would really help me with my sports and um oh, wow. I said sure of course. I'll teach your kids how to swim, no problem. <laughs> um, and I had a blast. I had a blast doing it. We had so much fun. I I taught um, there was two girls and a boy and taught them how to swim 
Uh, and I would go in at least three days a week and spend an hour with her. And she taught me every muscle group, every, you know, every possible exercise and wrote them all down and had me on a training plan. Um, and I really loved it and learned it and learned the proper form from her um, and just absolutely, you know, loved it from, from day one. And I still go back to her gym. It's still there. Um, and and I still work out and, and see her there. And she's about retirement age. She keeps telling me she's wanting to sell the gym pretty soon, <laughs> um, <laughs> which would be sad for me. Um, but uh, but I love that she's always been there, and, and I can still go back and see her because she taught me everything. So that is uh, kind of my background. And then how I actually got into competing, I um, it was a little bit of a zigzag to get there, but I um, – I do like competing and always like competing. And I ended up doing beauty pageants um, to win scholarship money for college and paid my uh, college tuition fees via winning some beauty pageants. And when I became too old <laughs> to compete in beauty pageants, um, <laughs> I thought, well, there's there's got to be I could do um, figure or fitness competitions and started looking into it, and it was just at that time, like I had said, I was a little bit too small to be in figure, uh, well, maybe a lot too small to be in figure, and um, they had just started with the bikini division at that time, and so that's when I started to give that a try. Awesome, so awesome. Yeah, and then um, do you want me to jump right into um, the natural bodybuilding piece and, and here in Texas? Yeah. Let's jump. Yeah, Let's jump. But so, first of all, one thing I want to say is you will never be too old to compete in natural bodybuilding, so you don't have to worry about that. That is the truth, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So let's jump. Let's jump into the natural piece. All right. So, um, so I like many competitors did not know that natural bodybuilding existed, and and I will say having gone to some of the NPC competitions even after I, I did realize that it existed. Um, some of the, the novice competitors think that that's all that is out there. And so I I still will attend some of them um, because I do like to see what they're doing and I, I do like to talk to folks to increase the awareness of options that are out there. Um, depending on what you know your goals and, and things that you want to achieve are, and so um, I did not. I didn't know that the natural bodybuilding circle existed, and I was um, in 2013 when I decided that NPC wasn't um, for me, uh, or that I needed to go a different route. And I found a different coach, and it was I found a new coach who was all about natural bodybuilding, and um, he. I think we started working in 2013, working together in 2013, and he taught me all about um, the natural organizations. And that's when I really started to learn about OCB and ANBF and NGA and GBO, and there's a lot of them, INBF, INBA. <laughs> um, and so that's when I started to learn about a lot of those and um, – and really start to compete in some of those organizations and try them out. Um, and I've tried quite a few because I, I want to see which one, you know, fits me the best and, um, you know, have done pretty well in the, in the natural bodybuilding circuit and have met a lot of really great people along the way. Uh, I, I serve on the board for the ANBF um, as one of their marketing directors. And, um, and I also help, I'm trying to help them promote and get a natural bodybuilding show going here in Texas um, because if I compete in natural competitions, I mostly have to go outside of Texas. There are, mm -hmm. um, there are a few GBO shows in Texas. Um, there's an NFF show in Texas. And I did NGA, but the closest NGA, there is one that's about three or four hours from me. Um, there's also one in Wichita, which is about the same distance. And other than that, I haven't been able to find OCB here. And I, but I have traveled for OCB. And this weekend I'm traveling for INBF. 
because uh, I can't find them in Texas. So I'm working with ANBF to try to get some of their natural um, bodybuilding events into Texas. And I also just started working with INBA. Um, they're going to be holding two natural bodybuilding shows next year in Texas. So I mean a lot a lot of a lot of organizations, several I would say that we're not even really familiar with, so there's more homework for us to do. But in looking to achieve um what you're setting out to do, how daunting of a task do you think that that will be, or do you think it will be like a refreshing opportunity for other naturals out there looking for you know hungry for competitions that are closer to them? Will it, you know, will it be easier than you think or will it be as hard as I'm thinking it's going to be just because your area is so NPC dominant and this is a fairly new and unknown for many athletes in your area? Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be hard. We, as the ANBF, we had a couple of um, shows initially here in Texas and the numbers started to dwindle and not really not really sure why the numbers dwindled after we got started um but we you know the ANBF president is looking to come back and um and do things better or you know in a different way to try to to get some of those athletes i think they're definitely out there i think they're just um fewer and far between when it comes to texas so um it's a matter of finding them and um you know sticking with them and I feel like in competing in natural bodybuilding, I feel like it's it's very much a family type group. Like I feel like the the people I've met in this area who are natural competitors and that I've competed with or met through the organization, um, you know, we become such a family. And so I really hope that it's going to, like you said, it'll take a little while, but I really hope that we can bring them in as part of the family and start to grow. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to jump in because uh, there's there's a lot of undercutting, a lot of bullying, and a lot of threats that come from the NPC side, and it's not very family-oriented at all, but it's basically to keep and maintain their business of uh, having venues, competition, and big numbers that attend. Uh, I mm-hmm. would never recommend that with any business format, but they seem to do it well. Um, this is not a bashing of them. This is just this what I've seen year after year. I know they will schedule dates on the same day as natural shows. I noticed uh, they'll basically be right at the venue, almost steering athletes away, you know, for a bigger chance of fame and fortune. And I, I've heard those words said uh, directly to the athlete. Um, it's usually not far a venue away from the natural natural uh, natural event or venue, so you know there's a lot of things that go into it. But there's one uh, occasion that really uh, shocked me, and I know Dad said to talk about, it, and you just mentioned it as well, Kelly. That a lot of times there's a lot of ignorance that goes into people that want to compete. They walk in with the idea that everybody's natural. And this is what they go off of. And then they, when they get steered to the enhanced, they are told that nobody is natural and everybody's enhanced. So, you know, it's a lot of misinformation that goes out. And uh, the good example I have is uh, this guy, his nickname was Hammer. And um, he used to be the uh, L.A. fitness guy. And, you know, uh, we were doing a lot of videos for Midwest also. It was Flex, uh, myself. Uh, Joe Myers and Kimmy Arnone and Phaedra were all meeting up at this gym where we were working out. And there was this fellow that was always agitated, just pissed off all the time about it. And he just, you know, it just would upset him just to see us walk through the door. And we we never figured out why until he just had one of his roid rages and just mouthed off, you know, like, and he said, you know, if you're not using, you're not working out. And I was just very surprised by that. But Joe Myers was really upset about it. He lit into him like a candle on hot wax. So the guy was like kind of scared because Joe was a construction worker and, and this guy was tough as nails. And he's ready to beat Hammer half simply. Probably use him as a hammer on some of them weights. But um, when we really understood just how ignorant, and I say that, I'm not calling him stupid. I'm saying ignorant to what was really going on in the natural and enhanced community, 
he simply had no clue that naturals actually existed. It was basically naturals were considered the least using enhanced individual, basically a person that was scared of needles, so they were taking oil capsules. That was his idea of what naturals were. And that was quite shocking, but he was actually speaking from the heart, and he didn't even know about an actual natural community. And that was mind-blowing to me at the time because I thought he was uh, mad at us for, you know, like three or four different other reasons, but really it was just him mad that we wouldn't come out and say that we were enhanced, just scared of using needles to really get the real drug inside our system. And I was just blown Mm -hmm. away by that mentality, but there it is, and it does exist. That's all right. Well, you know, good story. Nothing like the real life. I mean, and that just goes to show you just never really know what's going on with someone until they let you know what's going on with somebody. But, you know, that is, I'm glad that you brought out the perspective that, you know, it's to some people being natural is you're still using, but just not using a lot. So that makes you natural. And that's totally not the case. But then it all comes down to perspective and how people view things and, just goes to show just a lot of different things, information going on around in the world, and people just don't know what they don't know, and that includes us on this exactly. side of the fence as well. Um, question here from Sarah, and this is for Kelly. She wants to know if you've run into any enhanced coaches out there who sincerely push naturals to do natural shows. She said her coach is enhanced, and it seems he doesn't mention much about natural events. So in your experience, so have Kelly, I... have you ever encountered a coach, enhanced coach, that, you know, has natural athletes that helps them stay natural? Mm. I'm trying. I... Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah. I, I don't. And and that's not to say that I have you know a very broad experience with coaches. I've had I've had three coaches, and then I've you know I've interacted with a number, but I it's sort of like what we were just talking about. I don't know what I don't know in terms of those other coaches unless I've directly worked with them and, and been on the team. So I I don't know. I don't know. It seems to be that they either believe in one or the other. In my experience, yes. Um, I will say, in my early on in my bodybuilding career, I had a coach, and I believe he's enhanced. I wasn't aware that he was at the time, but I believe that he is. And while he never referenced, um, you know, suggested any kind of steroids um, or any kind of program. Um, you know, he didn't really have an opportunity to do so because I had pretty much kind of picked out my shows and my shows were natural. So we didn't have a relationship where he was helping me to determine where I wanted to compete. I told him where I was competing. And I think he respected that because he already knew where that boundary was. But then again, I didn't stay with him long enough where I think he probably would have felt he had an opportunity to lead me one way or another, but I do respect the fact that at least in the short term that I short time I was with him, that he didn't attempt to try to, um, you know, introduce steroids to me or push me towards an unnatural show because he already knew where my interests lie. Kalen. Yeah. I, I, well, you know, the one about the, the bar I used to bounce so that was a really tough one for me where, you know, and I was told, you know, nobody's natural anyway. And I was like, well, you're telling this to a natural that nobody's natural. So, you know, that's kind <laughs> of hypocritical in itself. And then there was the time where, you know, the lady had been, you know, just trusting too much her coach and him telling her, you know, he had her competing in these natural NPC shows. And then, you know, when she had uh, started hanging around with uh, some natural athletes at the gym, she wanted to do a show we were doing, and we were going to go as a team. And he was always telling her, you know, she was natural and not using. And then it turns out that he was giving her Clen, 
and she didn't even know it. It was one of her supplements that he was helping do out of his gym. And so when mm-hmm. she went and got tested, of course, she, she failed. And, you know, thankfully, the promoter was able to do it and, and, and let her know so he didn't have to put on blast because if she had tried to push competing, he would have had to make it public. But basically, he just, you know, let her know and then, you know, let the organization know that she had failed and gone from there. But, you know, I'm sure this has happened many times over where athletes, I mean, I think we remember talking about the, the show in, in Florida where the lady had trusted her coach and then turns out that, you know, he told her it was a, you know, a, a natural supplement, but really it had SARMs in, in throughout the, the whole thing. So, you know, it, it's, it's still, we have a long way to go, and I think that's one of the biggest things about uh, competing as natural athletes is that we're not really up against an individual. We're up against an ideology, and bigger is better. And athletes of a, of a natural state basically bring their unique physiques, and that's what mm-hmm. makes them special as natural athletes. But when you're going on stage against enhanced people, you see a bigger and more chiseled look. And you say, well, that's appealing visually, but physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. psychologically, and psychoanalytically, it, it's it's a lot that goes on with that. And, and you know, Des, you can remember when we talked to uh, the young man who basically can't even have children from for, from his mm-hmm. life choice drug use. So you know, we, we, you don't hear about that side of the story until it's too late, or basically an athlete dying. And, I, you know, it's hard to call them athletes when basically it's just a great doctor or a great uh, prescription that gets them. And when I say great, I mean that in a very negative way, that, there's, you know, you're basically dying to compete, literally dying to compete. And then when you finally reach the upper echelon, which would be lower, you know, health side, you're either dead or your body can't keep up with the abuse. So, you know, there's a lot of things that get in the way of competing in hands, and it's usually health-wise that's the blockade. Then, all right. Yeah, so. and I I would like to go back to um to the original question too, and just what we just talked about when when looking at coaches and picking coaches, uh, it's so important. The trust piece is so important, and so yes. doing. You know, I mentioned. I'm a nerd, so I do all kinds of research. And so when picking a coach, it's just so important to um, do your research and make sure they have the certifications and the qualifications um, because especially in some of the circuits I've seen, you know, people are winning their IFBB pro card and then um, or even winning a show per se and then all of a sudden um, trying to train some other people to um, to, to uh. get on stage and you know, I just don't know what they're telling them to do. So, um, so researching and finding the right coach that works for you and that you can trust is so important. Yeah, no doubt. Great advice there. So, as this show is winding down, Kelly, so you're hoping to start your own natural show in your area. Where are you at in this process, and what are your next immediate steps that you're looking to accomplish? Yeah, great question. So, um, I, like I said, I'm currently involved in ANBF, but I, you know, I'm looking. I, I really support um, natural bodybuilding as a whole. Um, and so, first with the ANBF, um, we're looking at doing three different shows next year: uh, one in oh, wow. Dallas, one one in Houston, and one in San Antonio. And, oh wow! Um, yeah, so we're excited, and of course, when we first get out there, it'll probably be smaller. Um, but you know, we're trying to be cautious of our dates and make sure we don't conflict, obviously, with any other natural organizations, yeah. and hopefully not NPC. Uh, NPC does have a lot here in Texas. You could probably go to one every weekend of the year, and I'm not even kidding. Um, mm. If you want to, so. Um, but we're trying to be cognizant, at least if they're in Houston, that we're in Dallas or, you know, um, spreading out the um, geography a little bit. 
So looking at um, those three shows for ANBF for next year, and then um, I'm also, I do judging as well, and um, have I judged the first INBA show they ever had here in Texas this, this year. Cool. And they're coming next year on May 11th and October 5th. They will have two natural shows here um, at the INBA in um, the Dallas area in Texas, and I am training with them to be a, a judge, uh, head judge, and so um, look to be involved in their organization as well to try to, to grow that family down here. Awesome. A lot of exciting stuff going on. Now, if someone is listening and they're in your area and they're like, I have got to be a part of what Kelly is starting to help ramp up in Texas, in my community that's near her, or maybe it's not. How can they get a hold of you and find out more? Yeah, I do a lot of posting on um, Facebook and also Instagram. And so um, on Facebook, it's Kelly Coons-Gopel, and if you want to spell it out, um, K E L L Y. K-U-H-N-S and V-A-U-P-E-L. And then on Instagram, my um, handle is KV underscore Bikini Pro. And uh, I'll be posting things um, as they come available here in Texas. Would love to have anyone as a part of it who's a natural competitor. Awesome. Be sure to uh, make sure that Kaylin and I get all those details again as well as your shows, where they're coming up, where they're potentially going to be, so we can be sure to spread the word on Midwest Muscle. So we want to be able to do that for you as well. And then one last question, and this one is specific to you as an athlete. Deborah wants to know, how well did swimming regularly help with the development of your legs as a competitor? Um, it's it's very helpful uh, in terms of um, actually all the muscles of the legs because as you're kicking and doing different types of kicking, both I would say um, with freestyle, butterfly, breaststroke, there's all different types of muscles that, um, that it helps with. And um, I would say it's definitely a good mode. Um, it is somewhat cardio as well, so you have to be cautious of partially why I think I was always so lean um, from all the swimming. Uh, So you have to make sure to eat the right macros to counteract and uh, build those muscles. All right. Awesome. Well, Kelly, thanks so much time. Thanks so much time. Thank you for sharing (laughs) your time with us on the show tonight. Um, We've loved having you. We're super excited about what you're doing in Texas and always just love to see you know, athletes doing great things out there. So definitely thanks for sharing with us. Um, we do have a couple minutes left here. And when on the rare occasions where we do have a little bit of extra time, we like to give our guests the opportunity to give shout outs to anyone and everyone who has been in their court supporting them along their way. And we'd like to give you that opportunity now. Well, thank you. Well, first, I want to say thank you to both of you um, for giving me this opportunity to um, to come on and join you tonight. I've had a lot of fun and um, would love to come back at some point if um, if that's a, an option. So thank you for that. Yes, it is. Um, awesome. Yay. Uh, and then, um, first of all, my coach. So my coach is Craig Yarnell, who is out of New Jersey, and I give him a lot of shout-outs because – uh, like I said, I met him in 2013, and he was the one who taught me all about natural bodybuilding and what organizations were out there, um, recommendations on, um, you know, where to go, where to compete. And um, it's when I started working with him uh, that I really started to um, see the changes and, and even do, a, you know, a lot better in competitions and feeling a lot better about it. So, um he would be one that I would shout out to. And then, of course, the ANBF. Um, the ANBF has been very supportive. Kent Beerley is the president for ANBF, and he's always been a natural athlete as well. And um, very much supportive of growing overall natural bodybuilding as a whole. Um, and then I keep, I'll keep i keep giving shout outs to um, 
Yeah, I've met a lot of great people along the way. Um, this weekend I'm going to see uh, Chris and Natasha Thompson, who are very big with the INBF and that natural organization, and they've been tremendous in helping natural athletes achieve their goals as well. So um, it's a great family of people, like I said before, and so shout-outs to everyone that I've met along the way. Uh-huh. All right, Awesome. Well, get it, girl. Keep us posted. And, yep, we would definitely would love yeah. to have you back after things get off the ground so we can see how everything is progressing. And if there's a way we can help spread the word for you, just let us know. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I definitely will. Oh, hold on. Hold on. All right. Hold on. Oh, what's up? What's up? Uh, Catherine said, uh, what's up with you guys not uh, showing a picture of Kelly on the promo? Uh-uh. <laughs> Don't worry, Catherine. We'll get that out there. Just keep your eyes on the pages. What's coming? I'll take it. Whoops. But here she is. And plus, now you've got her name. You can check her out for yourself as well. But we'll get that out there. No worries. Whoops. Ooh, lots of exciting yeah. stuff going, and I am so happy to see the spread of natural bodybuilding in territories that are historically not natural. I mean, that, you know, natural shows are unexistent, pretty similar to what, as you referenced earlier, Kaylin Leaf Anderson has been doing in the state of Michigan. So that is very exciting. Yes. And, uh, you know, she's got her a mountain to climb. Uh, they're not going to make it easy for her. But I love how she's still willing to push through and do it, just like Leaf is. And I, I love that. I mean, I really do love that, you know, they're willing to fight for the right for natural athletes to have a legitimate stage to stand on. And I do mean legitimate because anything else is basically either a doctor or uh, some illegal side drug dealer is basically having more of a claim to your physique than you. So it's it's something we have to reconsider, to reevaluate. There's a lot of moral decline in this nation, and I think that basically helps in these kind of shows, venues, and formats. Uh, when you're talking about the enhanced community, that they, they can get away with a lot more because so many people are willing to turn a blind eye. Uh, now that more natural athletes are being, you know, phenomenons, I mean, you got Phil Ricardo, who's going to be coming up on our show soon, uh, who's been just a dominant force in bodybuilding uh, just for decades. So, you know, it, it's nice to see that they didn't give up, and uh, I'm sure that Des and I won't be giving up anytime soon. Uh, we're willing to fight for you if you're willing to fight for yourself, and I do mean every enhanced, uh, every non-enhanced athlete that's out there that's willing to give their all. We're giving our all for you as well. Uh, Dad, anything to add to that? I do not, other than we did not get to the Windy City results tonight, but we will definitely try and do that as quickly as we can next week. I know Kaylin has been working fast and furiously getting our guests lined up here in the near future. So as soon as we can. It's only Tuesday. What did you say? It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. All right. So next week for sure. Thursday. Next week for sure. We can do it Thursday. We can do it Thursday, and I've already been exchanging some messages with Brian McCabe, so uh, seeing if we can't get him on that show as well. And when you know it, he's training clients until 8.30 on Tuesday night, so that's out. But we'll see if we can't get Thursday to work for him. And even if it doesn't work for him, we're still going to talk about Windy City Natural and the results. So keep your eyes and your ears open and ready to receive the information that we are laying down. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and then there's that beep going on in Kayla's. Can you guys hear that? Am I the only one who hears that? I don't know. Anytime that beep goes off, that means Kaylin's gotten a message. So one of you is, is submitting something at this time or just this. But with that being said, <laughs> the only thing left that I have to say is hashtag chocolate way for the win. On top of Snickerdoodle winning. <laughs> Not on top of Snickerdoodle winning. Just standing on the mountain all by itself. Chocolate way. But I will when let you go ahead and have your Snickerdoodle yeah. shout out. 
I did. Angela said she loves. <laughs> That's right. She's a traitor. That's right. <laughs> She's not a traitor. She's just a woman who knows. <laughs> and I will oh. leave it at that. <laughs> I will leave it at that. So, on behalf of that. Kelly, Angela, Kaylin, myself, and the boys from P4P Muscle, your body is a temple. So let's build it. Let's take a doodle.